Hey, Woodward's listeners, Kale here. We'll get you to your regularly scheduled program in a second, but first I wanted to do a little self-promotion. We're up to over 100 posts and 1,000 iTunes downloads at woodwardsdetroit.com, and we want to get a little bit bigger, but we need your help. So if you got mad writing skills and want to talk about sports and pop culture, or you got a badass idea for a podcast, send an email our way at woodwardsdetroit at gmail.com. That's woodwardsdetroit at gmail.com. Now let's get you back to what you came here for. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Haba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever. Yeah. All right. Hammer. What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk. That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk towards it. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. Hey guys, how's it going? We got a special, we have a special podcast this week actually, because as we record this on September 30th, did you guys know that this is National Podcast Day? What? Sorry, it's International Podcast Day. Oh my god. Yeah, celebrating the medium that we are in which participating in. Shocker. So congrats guys. Happy happy podcast day. Oh, Yay. Happy Yay. podcast day to everyone. And to everyone listening, you're also partaking what, in podcast day as you listen to the Woodward's Filmcast. Um, your Detroit podcast for film, TV, news, and discussion. Uh, I'm here as I am every week with my friends. Colin Ward. And Mitch Haba. And I'm Kale Davidoff. Every week we get together having seen the same movie to sit around and talk it to death. This week we saw the, uh, the movie uh, Grandma. The Lily Tomlin movie Grandma that's in theaters. Um, we will get to that later on in the show, but we do start off every week with movie and TV headlines. Guys, it is International Podcast Day. Was I supposed to get you guys a gift? or I have ones for you guys right here. Oh, my God. Mitch, just, just seeing you every week is a gift. Ah, yes. That warms my heart. <laughs> Speaking of podcasts, International Podcast Days, guys, this is a, this, I thought this is breaking news today, I believe, or, or recently, that um, probably the most popular podcast of all time. Serial is getting a uh, TV adaptation by none other than of 21 Jump Street in the Lego movie fame, Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Guys, I think you both have listened to Serial, have you not? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I haven't, actually. I remember last year, all every day, every week, people would come up to me and be like, did you listen to the new episode of Serial? And I said, no, I, I haven't at all. I-, I haven't got on yet. And then I would hear, it's just like this Game of Thrones thing. I like hear spoilers for it and then i like now i don't even why well, i'm even gonna watch it or listen to it serial's the, the same way but you guys have listened to serial yeah spoiler you- alert nothing happens yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's like seinfeld uh no it's if it's like <laughs> si- if it's like seinfeld chris miller and phil lord are perfect yeah, for it well if they could you know add that and then like talk about Anand Syed possibly murdering his girlfriend that'd be actually pretty great but but you guys like the show serial the podcast i got pretty bored with it toward the end okay. um because it builds and builds to like oh they're gonna reveal something and they never really do mm-hmm. um and there's still questions like we don't know if he actually did it. We don't know if this other guy did it. Uh, you know, things point toward this guy doing it, and, and other things point toward Adnan actually doing it. But you have, there's no way of. It's just a piece of journalism to listen to for 
10 hours yeah <laughs> so however long it is yeah Alan, I, do you like I, cereal i i watched it you know re- listen to it religiously every week <laughs> and i enjoyed it but i definitely had a lot of problems with it if my favorite thing about it though is i think how well it shows off the form of storytelling yeah that, that was the big draw to it for me how yeah how you can talk and you essentially talk to someone for a whole podcast and um, for an hour and mm-hmm. tell a story that was, you know, yeah. engaging. I mean, I think there were some problems. I, I would have done it a lot differently. I, I don't, I don't like how it was, how it was like, <laughs> she was still recording it. Like as it was the, airing, they were still going, it seemed right? like yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. unethical. Even yeah. To me. I know that a lot of people had problems with the ethical stuff, but yeah. I, I didn't, again, I didn't listen to it, but I always thought it, I, I found it fascinating last year when everyone was uh, really into it because I think it did very well. It did a lot of good for the medium and mm-hmm. it, um, it's interesting because it kind of brought back the radio drama kind of thing because that really hasn't been popular in decades. I mean, there's been some, you know, I, in the 80s, there were these Star Wars radio dramas that were really popular. But, you know, back into pre-television days, this is how people got interested in stories like this, which is interesting mm-hmm. that now they want to adapt it to TV. Um, which my first question for you two who have listened to it, is this going to be a good TV show? Is there potential for this to be a good TV show? And then my second question is, are Chris Miller and Phil Lord the right guys for this? Uh, it depends how they approach it. I mean, is it going to be a fiction narrative TV or is it going to be like a documentary series where a season takes like, is it kind of like um, the jinx or something? Is it going to be like that? Cause if so, maybe that could be good, but I don't know how much creative control Phil Lord. Yeah. I wonder if it's like Chris Miller. Will yeah. Get, right. Did I mix up those? No, you got it. Um, I have no clue. I, it'll probably be fictional, like a narrative, right? Maybe. You'd think that. No, I have no idea. I know that this, this next season of serial that they're going to do uh, the podcast will take, will do the Bo Bergdahl case, the, um, a wall soldier, deserter um it's up to it's up to that's what we'll find out (laughs) out. (laughs) Um, yeah so uh but uh, yeah i don't i don't know that that literally just came across and i have no clue what could happen so we'll see i mean what do you think on my the age-old question why like just comes to my mind it's like you had a super successful, very recent thing. Podcast. <laughs> Medium. Yeah. yeah. That why do you need to recreate it with actors? I mean, the appeal to of serial to me too was that these are real people and real characters. I mean, right. no actor is gonna like Well, I don't think it I don't <laughs> think it's gonna be a and an adaptation of the actual story from that's the what first I wanted to yeah that would be that would just be the worst idea ever. well then is it gonna be then what, then a TV what, show yeah. in the same style but it's just like different case in the same style is that what it's gonna be maybe then? maybe it'll be like a journalistic uh, documentary type show I have no clue it's I, gonna I, what, I don't do know. they know what did they say what channel it's gonna be on or what network well it's Fox 21 television studios um, so probably Fox, Fox but hmm. not the, not necessarily sometimes it works out differently yeah, yeah. but um, unless they do something like they did with you know like how Ricky Gervais has that podcast and they animated yeah, the podcast right 
That, that's, that's, but that's that funny. Be, but that, yeah, that's funny. And this is like someone's real life and like prison. People are de- have yeah. died. Yeah. And <laughs> someone's spending their life in jail. So it's not really funny. Well, you know what, Colin? Maybe you have a point. Maybe it is something like that. Maybe that will, it will coincide with the next podcast season of Serial or something. You know what I mean? In the way that like, because sometimes, for example, it's like these, uh, this is a different I don't know. It's like these ESPN radio shows that do simulcasts that are also the live, um, you know, just watching the guys in the studio talk yeah. and like the Ricky Gervais show. Mm-hmm. And like, I know my favorite podcast, uh, since it's podcast, uh, Hollywood Babylon, this Kevin Smith podcast, they were trying to get a TV deal to just do that on TV, you mm-hmm. know? So I don't know. Maybe they're going to do the podcast and then have a visual to go with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what they're going to do. Who knows? You know they they're not they're not um, foreign to animation obviously yeah. Lego Movie so the, um, the thing is it's just serials not a you know it's not a fiction it's yeah no it's I, not I a fiction know. so you know and you you mentioned like bringing storytelling back to radio or whatever there's a there's a podcast out there that they have talked about turning into a TV show called Welcome to the Night Vale I don't know if you've heard of that it's really good storytelling and they've talked about that a bunch of times which. I would believe would be a better option to go for making a TV show, but I just, we don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, we don't know. I I just need them to focus more on this Han Solo movie than anything (laughs) else they're doing. (laughs) Except for Last Man on Earth. That's a good show. I haven't really caught up with it, though. It's very funny. Um, So we'll see. Um, Happy podcast day, guys. Yay. Other other, uh, movie news uh, this week. Kind of to my uh, dismay, uh, I, I guess it's up for debate whether that this is canceled. I mean, we're hearing um, it's an indefinite halt. Pacific Rim Two is uh, being put on the shelf for a little bit. Universal is officially uh, taken off its officially taken off Universal's release calendar, which means it's not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, which I'm kind of bummed about. I loved Pacific Rim, the first one. Um, I love Guillermo del Toro, and he's got this new movie coming out, Crimson Peak, that looks amazing. Yeah, I, mean, I, really, I, really I, I will just watch anything he does because his visuals are just unmatched. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And Pacific Rim for me was kind of a guilty pleasure movie because it's not very good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the script's nothing special. Yeah, the script is exactly what you expected it to be. But but it is a beautifully done movie and it's kind of like I always felt I walked out of there that theater talking to everyone who saw it to, with me and we were like we all had this consensus that that's how Transformers action scene should be you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you can see what's going yeah, on yeah it's just and... like so much better and, yeah. and more well done and I don't know I'm a little bummed because uh, I wanted to see what Pacific Rim 2 could be like mm-hmm. uh, you guys it was supposed to come out in 2017 I believe and now it's now they have no idea if it's gonna happen well, I wish it would happen because I really like Pacific Pacific Rim, and I like the practicality of like the sets. Like they actually built the cockpit mm-hmm. and had the like machines that they were in, and it was fun. And I liked I liked the fact that there was a female main character in it who was an action star, and that was uh, everything about Pacific Rim I liked. But you're right, the story it it was expected. I mean, but that wasn't the point of it. I don't think so. And I just want to see Pacific Rim too. So yeah, it was like when I watched it, it was kind of like my childhood, like coming to life, almost like yeah. it was just like, like playing in a bathtub. Yeah, with toys. Exactly. yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it was. It was yeah. like appealed to that like kid in me of just like wonder and like mm-hmm. spectacle, and I, I yeah, and I mean his his design and visual concept is just always on point. So I definitely I like to see anything he does. So. 
it's a bummer. I mean, this this movie's not this, over as long yet. as he keeps making movies. <laughs> oh, I, I don't so care. I, I, I don't know. I'm a little so I don't know what's going on with it. Why do you? I I, we, I can't. They're talking about like working on the budget and the screenplay and all these things that were kind of coming in the way with it. And I wonder. I mean, what do you guys? Why do you think this is happening? Because it can't, seems like a done deal. I mean, it seems like oh, this will make money. And it can't. It can't be a money thing because it made four hundred million dollars globally, which is you know that's a lot. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And you know, Universal, right at this point, they got some money to shell out. Yeah, uh, they've had a hell of a year, and um, they have earned the right to like make these movies that they're if they're if if it's a money thing, they have the right to make these movies that they're not sure will happen and will not sure will make money. So, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, my conspiracy theory is that Guillermo del Toro is working on a Star Wars film, or something else. <laughs> yeah, but, or a uh, Hellboy. Three. Or Hellboy three. That's the other yeah. one. I, I recommended Hellboy earlier in the year. I, I so it, everything looks so cool. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got it. He always has his like fingers in something though. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at his IMDb IMDb page, there's like seventeen like upcoming. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> like, how is he juggling all right. this? So we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe they'll do a uh, maybe like ten years down the line when when that CGI is cheap as hell. They'll do a uh, Pacific Rim Netflix series. Like <laughs> I'd that. be into that. That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be revolutionary. That'd be, that'd be really really cool. You could do that kind of scope per episode for an hour. I mean, that'd be amazing, but we'll see. Yeah, because it's a cool concept more than anything, right? And you yeah. want to see that world kind of just continue. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Also, sci-fi news, guys, this week. This weekend after we record the show, uh, The Martian, Ridley Scott's The Martian is uh, going to be released. And um, no doubt we will be uh, reviewing it ourselves. Uh, there's been a lot of buzz for this film. The reviews are great. Um, interesting because this week uh, it was announced by NASA that they have they have evidence of flowing salt water on Mars now, which is crazy, right? Because freaking water on another planet—that's the like it's life that could, could life, be life. Could, could exist there. Do they have alcohol? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's the only way. That's the only way I would go. Yeah. What? And movies? Do they have movies on Mars? It's all I need in my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so here's what I found interesting. They really Scott's doing these these press things all the time, and and he in an interview or uh, he said that he knew two months ago that this uh, this evidence was found, and that NASA was going to release this to the world. Did he say he knew that the evidence was found, or did he say that he knew he like he you know I knew it <laughs> I knew that there was water. He had a feeling, you know. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people had a feeling that there was probably water on Mars somewhere, but I mean, it has poles. Um, like no, it's, poles. <laughs> it says uh, he knew full two months before the general public, but wasn't able to make changes to the film. So, like, he he knew this was. Uh, he knew that this was a thing that NASA had found and he wanted to change it in his movie. Hmm. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I, my, my theory is that they uh, had a conjunction with NASA to be like, hey, look, I know you just found out this discovery that there's flowing water on Mars, but, you know, it'll help you a little bit. It'll help us a little bit. If you announce it the same week that we release our movie about Mars, because... We'll bring attention to the planet. You'll bring attention to the planet. It'll be synergy. 
You think there's a chance that that that's actually a ch- happened? There's a chance. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a yeah. definite chance. Would be the you... first time something like that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's pretty brilliant. Probably I mean... not, but there's a huge like that is a huge discovery, and he, I have a feeling like the people at you know, Ridley Scott's camp were like, "Hey, NASA, <laughs> look, you want people to care about you? We're making this badass movie to show how cool Mars is, and what we want to send people to Mars. We're gonna do it like this." And we got Matt Damon. And we right? got Matt. We got Matt Damon. <laughs> and Jessica Chastain, and other people. Jeff Daniels. <laughs> yeah. I'm, are you guys excited? Are you guys excited for this movie? Let's get a little pregame going before we watch it. Um, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> verbally. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I wasn't at first, um, but I've read good things, and I hear it's actually pretty accurate sci-fi. I mean, the best that they can do. So it's hard sci-fi, and I hear it's like some of really scott's best so yeah i mean when i first saw the trailer for it i'm like oh this is how he gets stranded in interstellar <laughs> yeah right <laughs> jessica, mean, jessica chastain jessica has to go save her damon <laughs> stranded on a planet alone okay well <laughs> but um yeah no i heard the i heard the reviews are are really great and especially the screenplay i hear it's really like surprisingly funny yeah i can believe that from the trailer yeah, for yeah. sure so um um, I'm definitely into it. There's a lot th- of talk about math and science. Here's the thing. So. Did yeah, he's gonna science the shit out of this. <laughs> I, I that's the one line I where I was like, line. I don't wanna see this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm good. Do you think do you think there's people is there's a handful of people in this country that heard this news and are now excited to see the movie? Yeah, I think so. In this country? Yeah. <laughs> In this, in America, where we take such a priority on science and math, no, (laughs) Uh, no, but don't you? uh, So many people like that Facebook page. I effing love science. They everyone loves. I'm kidding. That's a joke. Oh, I yeah, I effing love science. (laughs) There's maybe like four percent of the I like post are science. I like pictures of stars. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I can't wait to see this movie, and we'll be able to talk about it next <laughs> week, and we'll we'll have salt water while we're doing it, <laughs> because that's mm. what's on Mars for some Yummy. reason. <laughs> well, um, I guess you drink water and just eat some popcorn. Salt water. <laughs> um, Min- um, mineral water. Let's we we like to stuff. we like to poke fun when we can at the uh, ridiculousness of Hollywood reboots. Um, it was announced this week that uh, Men in Black. What's well, I don't know if it's announced. It's being rumored that the Men in Black reboot is for sure going to happen. It's going to happen without Will Smith, obviously. Well, not obvious. That's it's not obvious. I don't, I don't think that was obvious to me. Um, and uh, it's going to happen at some point. What do you guys? You guys? What do you, Callan? You are, you are cringing. <laughs> you felt that eye roll from yeah. over here. Right? <laughs> well, it's just I well, <laughs> The age-old question again. Damn it, it, like... The age-old question. Why? Why Why are you doing this, Hollywood? Well, you know why. Yeah, but like... Paramount. I think it's Paramount. They have a property and they want to... uh, Keep making money They want to keep making money out of it. Yeah, of course. And I thought... But like, I thought Will Smith is like an extremely bankable celebrity. So why would you not want him in there? It's not really a reboot then. It would be a sequel. Because you can start... (laughs) No, he's not going to be. Well, he oh, yeah. But he's. they're saying he's not going to. Rumors Why are. Why would you not have Will Smith in Men in Black? So it here, was everything so about So here's that. my thing. Men in Black is a comic book. And mm-hmm. it's apparently, I've never read it. Apparently, it's a very dark comic book that is almost unrecognizable to the movies they made. It's like the Men in Black guys are terrible people, like kind of thing. Um, so I wonder if they're going to do that, if they're going to go for that route. I mean, 
Maybe. Especially since you know back when when ninety seven when they made this <laughs> fun time. Not only were <laughs> were fun movies more popular than dark movies, but like comic book movies weren't cool back then. They you know they yeah. tried to hide the fact that this was like a comic book. It yeah, wasn't. It wasn't just there. Like mm-hmm. oh, comic books, come watch this. Now maybe they're gonna try to bank on that. I mean, they'll try to change it up and make it different than the Men in Black that we grew up with. I don't want to, which I think will probably piss off some. Yeah, people, I don't want to see a dark Men in Black. No. But that's what you know. It's worse material, is what it is. Mm. So can't they wait? Uh, uh, that's why they years call it before and, they redo something. Yeah, well, it's be probably because of uh, like contracts and like the, the rights. You know, they you, if you don't keep making it, sometimes you lose them. So that's why that's why this happens all the time. That's why Sony did Spider Man eighty times. Um. <laughs> Poorly at that. Yeah. Um, you know, I liked Men in Black Three. I d- I did too, actually. I was really that, liked it. Was it. surprisingly emotional. Yeah, it was. The end had me like, oh, like I feel touched now. Um, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin was very funny as doing his best Tommy Lee Jones impression. Yeah, that was great. And uh, remember the Andy Warhol stuff? That was yeah, really that funny. Yeah, really funny too, yeah. Um I don't really remember much of 2 or 1 for that matter. You remember I um, recommended 2 one week? Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but you know, I'm like, you know, this is one of those reboots I don't really care about um in the sense that like, sure, okay. Uh I'm not upset and I'm not super excited. It's just like, the, yeah, okay. They did Men in Black three, three years ago. Yeah, I know. Like, I remember. I I don't know, man. Well, so I'm gonna correct myself. <laughs> this is not a Paramount movie. This is a Sony movie. Mm. So there you <laughs> go. <laughs> They're there grasping go. at straws. <laughs> we so, shut up. Now. There you go. <laughs> grasping at straws. Well, that's the that's the reboot news. Um, quickly, let's do a little trailer roundup. Uh, we didn't really talk about this before the show. I just want to get a quick. Between you two, are you X Files? X Files fans? Never watched it. No, I never watched it either. Okay, well, that new trailer came out for the new revival oh, thing. Oh, it did. Yeah, is um, it a TV show or movie? It's a TV show. TV it's like show. a mini. I think it's like a kind of a mini series. Like I know Fargo kind of. The internet is a buzz about that. I never watched that show, but maybe I'll try to get into it before this new thing mm-hmm. comes out. I think they're on Netflix. They're somewhere. Maybe they're on. I don't know. Um, I don't know, but they I want to try. I want. I think they might I'm be. I'm pretty uh, sure they're on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Um. Other trailer that dropped this week that was kind of that everyone was drooling over was the new Revenant trailer. Now we talked a while ago about the teaser that that showed up, and I was a little disappointed that it didn't show enough, like it didn't tell enough about what was going on. This one, this one leaves nothing back. So it's about a bear attack, and they show it. It's like yeah. <laughs> that's the meat and potato of the movies. It's in there. Yeah. It looks great. Do you guys? Uh, I, I the reason I want to talk about this is because. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. When we brought this up last time, you guys thought it would be very hard for Leonardo DiCaprio to win an Oscar for this movie. Mm-hmm. Does that change at all looking at this trailer? No. Your opinion? No. I don't think so, no. Okay. Still he, looks, not, he looks good in still it. Still not on the Leo camp here for Oscar. I don't like that whole, like, oh, Leo deserves an Oscar. Like, who? But you He's can't fine. Deni- he doesn't need but, an Oscar. But you can't right? deny that that probably plays a factor every year in these awards. And, um, you know. Yeah, it looks like the, the performances in this movie are going to be key, and uh, yeah. you know we'll see. I didn't even recognize Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, he was a, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, no one's seen it yet, so we can't really judge. But all the Obviously. things I'm, I'm reading are saying like Leo will be nominated for Best Actor, whether he'll win. 
who knows and then we're gonna hear you know he's not gonna win because he'll be beat by somebody who probably did a better job in their role or more deserving yeah a la johnny depp oh i mean both have not won oscars yeah Yeah, right and then you have fassbender coming up too this is the reason a while ago you said that this was going to be difficult for him because there's like it's a crazy year for male leads it Mm -hmm. seems Mm -hmm. um in terms of like actors who like have deserved in the past and have big roles this year um, and then just in terms of like, you know, Fastbender going to be in jobs, yeah. who, who knows yet, but still. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I just, I mean, you know, the Academy voters. I mean, is this going to be something that's a little too. American. Too, <laughs> well, that, yeah, and you too, so? like. Dude, that's a thing? I don't know. Too like, surreal, too uh, metaphysical. I don't, like. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, too meditative. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like. I mean, it looks like an intense, like, spiritual kind of like Malik movie. Film. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like, so yeah. are they going to... Will the tired old Academy of Voters go for that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They go for, um, you know, old like men playing old historical figures all the time. And that seems like those are going to be the lead people who are nominated this year. So I don't... It. I Like I said, I, I don't think they... I mean... The Oscars are fun. They're fun to see people get rewarded. But like Leonardo, we all know Leonardo DiCaprio he's, is he's, an amazing actor. He's doing fine without and it. And he, you know. D- you know, all of his supermodel <laughs> girlfriends and tons of money and mansions and yachts and stuff. He doesn't need an Oscar. And like, oh, the but fact, he's thirsty and, for it. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure that will make his life complete as an Oscar. He'll get an honorary one in 30 years, and it'll just, I don't know. That I don't like that whole he deserves one it's like yeah sure everybody who's good at acting deserves an oscar but not everybody's gonna win so i don't know where i was going with that (laughs) i don't know i would would just like i would like to just have that it'd be fun to always have that in common with leonardo dicaprio that (laughs) we neither of us have won oscars so I'll always have that. And I, I have supermodel girlfriends. So Right. I mean, everything else, I'm like the same as mm-hmm. him. But Anyways, let's go. Let's take a 180 on acting skills. Uh, <laughs> Nicki Minaj is getting her own TV show. I'll, def- <laughs> I'll guys- defend her. That's she funny. was very funny in SNL the few times she's been on. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. She's charismatic. Do you see her call out Miley Cyrus at the VMAs? Oh, you mean that lovely scripted moment? <laughs> no, I did not see that. Exactly. She can read a script. <laughs> um, so this is a it's a single camera, uh, you know, TV show um, that will focus on her life growing up in Queens. With This is from Variety. With her vibrant family after immigrating from Trinidad. As well as her personal musical evolution that led her to the eventual rise to stardom. Wait, is this about Rihanna? <laughs> No way, she's from Barbados. <laughs> so it's kind of a, uh, it's, I guess it's kind of a biopic kind of thing, but it's a TV show, um, and ABC is doing it. Is or, it? Sorry, it's ABC Family. Oh, God, that makes it even worse. So I don't know. I, it's <laughs> I like, didn't know that. She's kind of like slowly becoming, you know, like Miley Cyrus is becoming Nicki Minaj, and Nicki Minaj is becoming Miley Cyrus. They're like reverting <laughs> to each other. Yeah, I guess ABC so. Family? ABC Family, yeah. She's a, you like, want to be taken seriously as a rapper and your life is going to go on ABC Family? <laughs> Fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to watch it. You know it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's like a train wreck. I would, I would sit down and watch an episode of this. Maybe. 
You know, I say that, but like, I don't really watch like <laughs> I've, I've heard, Keeping Up with the yeah, Kardashians or I've shit like that. I've heard Pretty Little Liars is a train wreck, and I've never watched it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've heard most ABC Family shows are train wrecks until they do their 13 Days of Halloween and then mm-hmm. show all those movies. Yeah, I think that's the I, it's only Hocus Pocus that I watch. Yeah, Hocus I mean. Pocus and all the Harry Potter movies for that's, some reason because they're Halloweeny, I guess. Yeah, witches, yeah. And castles. See, I, I honestly, I think that's the only time I've ever watched. You guys remember the time when ABC Family used to play like um, those scary like shows where they would they would have the people like a, a family with like the cameras attached to them, like hang out in like a abandoned castle they used to play no, that all the time. and linda blair would yes do, linda blair would do like the uh, yeah, yeah scariest places on earth that's what it's called linda blair would do the uh the voiceover bit and she'd be like the johnson <laughs> family is going to stay the night in nosferatu's <laughs> castle it's like what? what i remember that i love those shows too yeah, you scared me when I was younger. Yeah. So. Do you remember Even when... though it was completely fake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, it moved. <laughs> <laughs> I I I don't I don't know if I watched a lot of ABC Family growing up. Um, did maybe I. if Nicki Minaj was <laughs> That's on. That's what I watched when it was maybe on. If, maybe if Nicki Minaj was on it when I was twelve, I would have. Probably actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the that's probably the demographic they're going yeah. at. Horny little Horny boys. Little boys. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> I remember when, uh, when ABC Family used to be Fox Family. Remember that? No, remember that? I don't remember. Yeah. That. Really? Yeah. Mm. They bought that shit. Wow. Mm. Well, that, that does it for, uh, for movie and TV news. Yeah, we were stretching this week. We went with Nicki Minaj stories. Um, <laughs> so let's get into our roundtable film discussion, guys. Every week, uh, as I said earlier in the show, we, uh, have this in-depth discussion on a movie that we've all seen. Uh, it's I'm I'm feeling the shift, guys. I'm feeling the shift from summer blockbuster movies that we've we've done um, in the past few months to this now this like smaller movie scene in the fall and and uh, Oscar potential movies in the fall and um you know getting in touch with our independent side every now and then. Um, this movie we saw this week was called Grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, it started out in a few theaters, and now it's it's pretty much in, in uh, most, theaters. most theaters now, yeah. which is great for it. I I, I uh, enjoyed the film, so we'll get to that. But I'm I'm glad it's in uh, theaters everywhere. You should uh, check it out. Um, I want to throw out this before because this is a Detroit podcast. Let's talk about Lily Tomlin, the star, for a second, because mm. um, this is kind of cool. I like I knew this, I forgot about this. She was born in Detroit. Mm. Uh, she went to Cass Tech. She went to Wayne State. Mm-hmm. And I saw the movie on Cass Avenue at the Cinema Detroit Look Burton Theater. How was that? Sweet. Uh, Cinema Detroit's really cool. I highly recommend going yeah. there. Oh, yeah, I want to. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I cool. was there years ago. I think it was yeah. like a different... The bathroom, the men's bathroom's huge and it has a pool table on it. So if you ever feel like oh. playing, shooting oh, some pool. You know, <laughs> yeah, I've, 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 that was there when I went. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Lily Tomlin, uh, the star of this movie from Detroit. So I wanted to throw that out there. Um, let's go around and do uh, what, what are our first thoughts on on this film, Grandma, uh, a comedy about a grandma and her granddaughter who gets a her teen granddaughter who gets pregnant and uh, they set needs, off to, needs to yeah. get an abortion. Yeah. Um, Mitch, what did you think of Grandma? 
from the uh, outset here. Yeah. Um, well, I heard about this movie a couple months ago. Um, I can't remember where it premiered. I don't know if it was at Sundance or not. I have no idea. Um, but they kept saying, Lily Tomlin, this is like her, the role she was made to play, mm-hmm. you know, or meant to play. And um, I would have to agree with that. She was very funny. And um, that the movie just had a lot of attitude and was very heartwarming, despite the very um, sensitive and controversial subject. But it treated it with a lot of maturity and, like I said, sensitivity. And um, yeah. you totally believed all the characters. Like, you didn't think that any of them were fake or anything. So, and like I said, very funny. So, yeah, uh, I totally agree. It's a pretty simple, straightforward premise to the movie, and I think that's what I really enjoyed about that. It was um just like a day in the life of this family, uh, these three generations of women, essentially, hmm. and um, it just does a great job slowly introducing this cast of characters that surround their life and. Uh, it's funny, it's dramatic, it's heartwarming, and I'm, I can't say enough great things about Lily Tomlin in this role. Um, she's everything. I mean, yeah. she's great. Yeah, I agree. Lily Tomlin killed it in this, in this movie. I thought this, I thought this movie was great. I thought um, the script was awesome, and it was funny and smart. Everything you guys are saying, I, I totally agree. Um, I think it's this cool little, like you're saying, day in the life kind of thing, which I thought was is a very cool setup. I mean, you can see it happening in the first few moments of the film where basically, you know, a, a grandma is trying to help her granddaughter get an abortion, but they need to find the money. So it becomes a scavenger hunt to find the money uh, that neither of them have to pay for this abortion. And they have to do it by the end of the day because she has a um, appointment. an appointment and she's feeling sick and they don't want to ask her very well off mother or daughter and mother. The, the in-between generation, which I think is interesting in general. Uh, like, I, I found that interesting. I feel like Lily Tomlin's generation and uh, who's the actress, who's the young actress in this movie? Julia Garner as Sage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I feel like those generations have more in common than the middle generation in general, uh, which I think is interesting and kind of maybe what this movie is well, kind yeah. of saying. At least Lily Tomlin's character does. She's, you know. Yeah, but yeah, right. This right. movie had every the makings of like a really twee, like, ridiculous indie like comedy like you know lily tomlin plays a lesbian grandma who you know is dating really young women or really young you know like 30s or substantially so. younger She's than much her, younger yeah. the they i can't remember exactly but each like generation the do- the granddaughter and the daughter they're all from like different men or different fathers yeah they're, they're right. like there's no structure. It's all about these women. So it had all the makings of being like a cutesy, stupid indie movie. Like you mentioned, like kind of like Juno. Yeah, I mentioned earlier, like, I, yeah, knowing the teen pregnancy premise of this movie, like I, I kind of like had Juno in my mind going to see this movie because because I, I think like what you're saying, is I think it's a movie that ages very poorly. Juno? Yeah, yeah I just, sure. it's it's yeah. just it's super way too hip. The the dialogue is like stupid. It's not realistic at yeah, all. It's, that's how teens talk. Yeah, and then it's just that's a movie that it takes a very glossed over look at the situation. Whereas I thought Grandma did a very good job of just being blunt mm-hmm. and being like it was you know more believable. Yeah, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, right. Not that things like Juno don't happen every day, no, but, but no, but not this. This happens every day too. So you know. 
Um, I like and part of that to me too. I guess maybe my maybe my favorite parts of this movie was the 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 the, the boyfriend who has a very small part in this film because he's just a dick. He's just yeah. a stupid idiot and yeah. uh, irresponsible asshole. And Lily Tomlin gives him what he had coming to him. And yeah. <laughs> then you don't see him for the rest of the movie. Like, yeah. I kind of like that. It yeah. was like, it's not about him because mm-hmm. uh, he's kind of a piece of crap. Um, you know, and that's just a blunt look at the situation, I guess. Um, so it was, it was cool. And I, and I liked that. I liked all of that very forwardness of this whole film there there was no there's no glossing over anything yeah um it was directed and written um by uh paul white you guys familiar with him no he actually directed uh american pie oh really yeah i mean he's done a bunch of uh, stuff since um, is he from detroit he's not he didn't write american pie the the writer is from uh, grand rapids um but you know, you know, he's so he's steeped in that comedy. He did like he did Down to Earth. Um, I think he wrote Ants. Um, I like that. And he, I know he directed Little Fockers. So he's like in these kind of like I don't want to say generic comedies, studio comedies, but studio comedies. Yeah, yeah, studio, yeah, studio comedies. So I thought it was I thought comedy. it was just you know not like not like um, this was above him or anyway and anything. But I'm just saying I thought this movie had an intellect to it that surprised me. Definitely. Um, so uh, yeah. kudos to Paul Weitz. I think he did a very good job, um, yeah, especially the, a film that's performance-based. I mean, every every performance I thought in this film was awesome and on point, and he did a great job in his direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the script that he wrote is so quotable. There's some just hysterical, oh, yeah. funny lines that I will probably say like from now on like drip coffee. I don't have an yeah drip, drip coffee, coffee. <laughs> and oops, I don't have an oops. anger problem I have an asshole problem yeah, where that's a great one. if someone's an asshole I get angry <laughs> I think that is such a great line um but it also does such a great job of providing Mitch like you said sensitivity to the subject matter and a intellect and just great insight to these characters and their motivations and it doesn't the movie doesn't you know take a stance on abortion it just treats it like a matter of fact this is a medical procedure it doesn't defend it it doesn't argue against it it's mm-hmm. yeah uh, no I, yeah, right. it's, it's, a, it's a great and smart view on it I mean yeah <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, I, I agree. I, was there any point in this film, did you guys think that she was going to back out of it? There were moments. Sage? Yeah, I thought there were moments where she thought about it. If that had happened, would you guys feel differently about the movie? I think the ending matters, does it not? Which, spoilers, she, um, she goes through with the abortion. Yes. Um, I don't know. Not, it's hard to imagine a movie that wasn't, but... Um, yeah, it might be a little different. Uh, I might feel a little differently, but so long as the characters and the performances were still there, I don't think so. But yeah, I have no idea. I I don't. I mean, you can definitely. I think the actress did a great job portraying that kind of inner turmoil mm-hmm. on her face, not even through necessarily what oh, she yeah, was I, saying. I, but I agree. Yeah, it was definitely there. But I think the whole time I knew that she was going to do it, especially after her speech where she was like, "I want to have a family one day," but. I'm 18 years old. I want to go to college. I want to get myself financially well off before I have a family, which mm-hmm. is like, I mean, mm-hmm. 
obviously like such a smart and adult like way of thinking this mm-hmm. like there's no reason for you to have a child if you're not emotionally or financially ready for one right yeah yeah i don't know if I've, i thought i've actually been thinking about it a lot i i don't think it would have i think either way i, I think because it's, it's almost not the point of the movie in a way it's almost yeah, yeah it's no, weird it's you you think this whole movie like is backdrop. about that but the yeah the movie's really about a relationship between mother and daughter mm-hmm. and obviously grandmother and granddaughter um which kind of this whole situation it seems at least temporarily in this world it mends it all together it mends relationships that are that are typically it seems broken um and it gets them back together with each other so that's kind of i guess that being said if it ended either way i probably would have you know it wouldn't have changed it that much for me because at the end of the day everything's kind of resolved Mm -hmm. in terms Mm -hmm. of their relationships Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought were all surprising, like not surprisingly, but they were all perfectly done. I thought um, Marsha Gay. Harding. I thought Marsha Gay Harding was awesome. Yeah, yeah, she was hilarious. I also thought that, like, I like you know, just physically, they like could definitely be mother and daughter. Yeah, they I don't all know. looked well because yeah, they all kind of look similar, but the and stage is different because because both, there's a different father, right? And, you know, yeah. They all, it was definitely believable. They all looked like each other to a point. So. Yeah. And I don't know. I loved, I just, uh, Marsha Gay Harding was great. <laughs> yeah, she really was. Her, just, we were introduced to her and her treadmill, treadmill desk, desk. And just like, <laughs> that's she a goes redundancy. On, yeah. She just goes on a, she goes on a, <laughs> that's a redundancy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she goes on like an angry rant and it's great. You see where she gets her anger from and everything. So, yeah. I thought that character too was gonna be like, like oh she's like the the bad guy in a Disney movie because she's so busy with work she doesn't mm-hmm. have time for her daughter, um, and she's not gonna help out at all. But she, I don't know, she came to her senses kind of thing, and yeah. I liked that a lot. I I love the line. Um, I th- I think this is how it goes when they're sitting in the abortion clinic, Marsha Gay Harden and, and Lily Tomlin, and uh, Marsha Gay says i can't believe like uh, like i can't believe we're like we're here i we i failed because we're here mm-hmm. and lily Tomlin goes it's better than if we weren't yep. um, yeah um which exactly. is great i don't know it's a great line yeah mm-hmm. you know? yeah I, I i you know you get this character like they you don't in, they don't introduce the mother until like the last act of the movie and you hear about her and you hear how like horrible she is but then like when you see her and you see her actions and you hear what she's saying like I I was planning like on going in like not wanting to like her, but in that first scene I was like, Oh, I see where she's coming from. Yeah, I mean like, yeah. Right. Like just like she I mean, she's doing what she can do to provide for her family and like ain't nobody's fault for that. Right. And she was loving in the sense that she didn't like shame her daughter no, or anything. Not she at didn't, all, yeah. Yeah, she didn't, you know, shame or shun or, you know, make her feel mm-hmm. like total crap she was just like yeah we're, i'll pay for it right you know? yeah we'll do we'll do this and um that's refreshing so because you, you were expecting to see this woman just be like a total bitch and mm-hmm. she ends up being a lot like her mother yep and which you know was good I, very well written i was very pleased I like my my friend who I saw this with, and I want to give her credit for this. I like what she said to me afterwards. 
say in the casting of Sage and um, Julia Garner. Julia Garner was, and the way that they styled her was really smart because they didn't make her a sexual creature. She was very um, normal looking. Yeah, very normal looking. Very av like not not saying this a bad thing, but she was like yeah, an no, she average looks like a person. Yeah. Person. She, she like, doesn't she look looks like, like a, a model. real person. She yeah, yeah. Person. she didn't look yeah. like an actress. She so, looked like a person. Yeah. And I like the way that they they didn't overly sexualize her and that she's a human being she has sex and she makes mistakes and yeah. don't give no fucks about it like yeah, and, I, and, I, and, I, and i was think like that's smart and, and adult yeah. and and i was ready to get annoyed with her because mm-hmm. I, and, I mean look this movie comes across in the first 10 minutes is like oh this is that hip movie with hip dialogue and blah blah blah, blah. yeah and I loved how, like, we talk about, like, like you know, Juno is a movie where teens just don't talk like that. Mm-hmm. They don't, like, like they're not so into, they don't know everything about pop culture and music and, and I mean, not just Juno, but, like, we saw me and Earl this mm-hmm. earlier this yeah. year. I mean, they, yeah. they're so self-aware and they're so, like, they're intellects. Like, they talk like they're 50-year-olds in an 18-year-old body. You know, I, I mean, I saw this in the trailer, but it was, like, it was such an honest part where... Lily Tomlin gives her the feminine mystique and she's like, you mean like X-Men? Yeah. And that's like, <laughs> like hilarious. What? I mean, it's, it's like, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's probably how like a, and I'm, I'm assuming she's teen. They never, I noticed they never say that. She's 18. I don't think they ever say that Didn't she's, they? I don't remember them saying how old she was. Oh, the only thing, the only, the only time of age I think she ever mentions is that everyone's going to talk about it at school, which to me is, I, that doesn't sound like something you would say if you were in college. No, because she said that she wanted to go to college. Oh, that's true. That's the other thing. But but she could be older. But if she's in school, then she's not. You're right. So seventeen. So yeah, she's she probably. It was, I just thought it was interesting. They never really come out and like mm-hmm. they're in high school. But I don't know. I thought that was all done well. I thought that the the dialogue was good and, and her character, her acting, really was brought out later half of the movie. I thought than the first. Mm-hmm. And like you say, a lot through like her her facial expressions mm-hmm. and like even she's just sitting there crying it was like very it was done yeah. very well i want to also say and i think this sound segue into another performance in this movie that was really great i loved loved how both lily tom tomlin and sam elliott are older sexual people like yeah you yeah, don't yeah. see that a lot yeah. and i mean it's weird that you don't see that a lot because Guess what? Like old people still like are still horny. Right. So like to, for them to come across as like very sexual and flawed and adults, you're not like this wise sage figure. Yeah. I thought was so smart and so well played. And I mean, personally, I thought Lily Tomlin looked incredible. Like she, she. I mean, I think it was her character too. Yeah, she this did. This is great. And I, I that was my I think that was my favorite scene in the movie, is Sam Elliott's scene, yes. which there's only like mm-hmm. basically one sequence of, of him. Yeah. Um I thought everything about it was brilliant. You know, it had you kind of guessing and then understanding in the course of like ten minutes, um, in a really intelligent way. And his his performance was crazy good. Yeah. I mean the the range of emotions in that in that in that whole section was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um you know, what I thought was interesting about that whole development too was the way in which, you know, you're kind of like, well, how did she have a kid? What was going on? And then, you know, now you're getting this backstory of, oh, she was sleeping with men. And I'm kind of eye rolling because 
like I'm ready to eye roll because oh here we have a lesbian character who's a lesbian and she's like had a wife for 38 years and oh she like was sleeping with men and like I don't know if we're going that route yeah what I don't know like what like like over sexualizing um yeah, like she, almost like almost like she's just sleeping with everyone kind yeah. of thing. When like when, I thought but, I but thought it was gonna just, go that yeah, way. Yeah, but she then said, but she then says like I was, I didn't know I was. A she, lesbian. Yeah. she was like I hated yeah. myself or something like. Yeah. She was she's made some yeah. comment about that. Not yeah. like not like it was a phase or I was like. Oh, I was experiencing. Or I was experiencing. Like, that's what I, that's know. what I mean. Like yeah. I thought I was I thought I was gonna be like oh. That was a time in my life it was the where the 60s. Man. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I thought no. that whole thing was done really well. Yeah. It was just mature. It wasn't like Yeah, I wish I knew the direct quote for that because when she said that I'm like that is a real feeling yeah. right there what or, she was Wasn't it like wasn't it something like I, I you mean like when she's driving and explaining it to Sage? I think so. Yeah, or it was when they were standing out on the Cuz I I no, I remember because I wanted to write it down and I didn't because yeah, that was, was that was the line, line that changed it for me where I was like okay, this isn't this isn't like over sexualization. Mm-hmm. This is like, and I liked how she said, "I didn't, I didn't want a husband. I just wanted a baby." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she didn't want to have the kid with Sam Elliott. And then we learn spoilers that, you know, she. What? Well, I don't know. Actually, did we learn that she did get pregnant by Sam Elliott's character and then had an abortion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. yeah. Back in the bar, the dark ages. Colin, you've got this quote that, that that changed it for me. What what was it? I always liked women. I just didn't like myself. That's what, yeah. So I thought it was I hated myself, but I like that's better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See that that was great. So so great. That is like such a true feeling of closeted people yeah. and gay people have come out that I've I've heard. It's like mm-hmm. so. That's it's it's that's so smart. I, yeah. I loved that line. It's a great line. Mm-hmm. Um. And I guess that's that's my point. Is like I thought I was gonna be like, oh, I was sleeping with guys, I was sleeping with girls, I was sleeping with yeah. guys, I was sleeping with girls, um, and I don't know. It was just done very well, um, and it's the crucial part of the scene. And I guess it, which brings us back to Sam Elliott because I thought he, yeah, I don't know. And he says he's gonna pay for it, and then he keeps asking why, and they finally tell him, and he says, no, like I will not pay for that. And you can't fault him. <laughs> I mean, if you don't want to pay for something like that, you don't. You don't have to pay for something like that, but especially with their history, mm-hmm. given their history. So I really like, he was really good in it. And I can't think of another movie that he's been in where I was, you know, yeah, this he's always like that. Roadhouse maybe. Well, so we, I, I had this thing where like, I know Sam Elliott and I didn't recognize him right away. Cause the mustache. Cause he didn't have his mustache or a cowboy hat on. Yeah. The cowboy hat. But he's so. always like had the boots on though least in the movie as i've seen him in maybe like in the past 20 years he's always like in the probably like starting at the big lebowski he's always like that mythical like guy who just like comes in and like delivers some wise advice and then like floats out of camera yeah, mythical american cowboy <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um I so look, yeah this was yeah. i i've never quite seen him like this and he was like super raw and emotional and grandfather. Yeah, <laughs> I, he sold. I he, sold he, says, yeah. he sold the cry on me too. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Holy crap! Sometimes people in movies cry and they're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah," but yeah. that that man, that was a good. I love. I just love the little cry. bit that there are a bunch of 
like kids toys all over his property and then he's like i gotta go work on my jeep oh that, that, that was funny <laughs> I, I forgot about that that was <laughs> wait but what that was kind of bizarre wasn't it like what, i don't know i mean i got it that I mean, it was like his sense of humor you and know? he was high i guess you forget about that yeah. and then he can't even like work on that he's getting all frustrated <laughs> and just <laughs> Um, so I, which I think is like what you were talking about earlier. Like, I think this is a performance driven movie and there's a lot of great performances. Um, I think, um, we should mention Elizabeth Pena who was in this movie. Uh, she played Carla and very she short role, she, very short role, a great role. Um, she recently passed away, um, which is really sad. And, and I, we were looking up filmography earlier and I, I remember her very distinctly from rush hour, like Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one where my, I, one of my favorite movies growing yeah. up and yeah. she was in that so when i saw her as carla behind the de- behind that counter at that book slash the cafe eight, slash bookstore yeah <laughs> slash whatever uh yeah she i immediately recognized her in her voice i was like what is she from um also Rush hour. john cho makes an appearance <laughs> in this movie i'm gonna great, have to great, ask great you guys scene. to leave which <laughs> which i think besides the sam elliott scene that was my favorite scene in, in like the kind of like curb your enthusiasm way yes. yeah you talk about quotable lines and like the drip coffee that pisses me off <laughs> I, can, can, I say drip, can i say drip coffee so there's a quick drip, drip coffee story when i was like my first full pa gig the upm comes to me i, I was going around getting starbucks orders and the guy he asked for a venti drip and I had no idea what that meant. I mean, I'd like, I and I felt like an idiot asking that at Starbucks, and I, I was like scared to. And they said, "You mean a regular coffee?" And I was literally like, "I don't know. Is that was <laughs> yeah. that what that means? I, I have no idea." He just said, "Drip." I thought, it, you know, you pour it, don't you? Pour it into the cup. <laughs> All right, barista, you have to understand. I'm a PA. And I'm trying to keep my job. <laughs> yeah. These which, guys are assholes. <laughs> which, which is what it. I mean, if you ask for a, a, a drip at Starbucks, it's a regular coffee. Oh, so you coffee. want coffee? Yeah. Yes. That's such a pretentious thing. So I loved. Say. I, I loved yeah. that scene. I really. I don't know. Oops. Um, <laughs> and, and good Oops. for good for him for doing that. Right. I love these little small yeah, yeah. Uh, parts that people play. Um. Also, Judy Greer, who played um, her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She's great. Um, she was great. I also, I don't know if you guys have even realized this. She's probably been the woman, uh, act- she's been the actress that we've seen the most in films that we've watched this yep. year. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's she was in Tomorrowland. Fire. She was in Jurassic World. She was in Ant-Man. And she was in this movie. Yep. Um, and she was also born in Detroit. Oh. Yeah, she was. She was born in Livonia. So. Judy Greer. Yeah. Look always at, liked her. Look at this. Mm-hmm. She's in those awful sprint commercials and uh, where they scream and uh-huh. the glass breaks. Oh. You oh. Yeah. I didn't, okay, yeah. She's uh, Archer. She's a voice in Archer. Yeah, that's, she's, yeah, she's yeah. Kitty Sanchez, Arrested Development. Yep. Uh. <laughs> glasses on. <laughs> glasses on, hair <laughs> down. All right, hair up, glasses off. Oh, just turn the lights off. <laughs> oh, <So> good. <laughs> She's very funny, and she was really good in this movie. Mm-hmm. She yeah, was like, she really was. Um, yeah, that first. Scene yeah, Lily Tomlin says some really awful that, things yeah. to her. Mm-hmm. Well, then I mean, I just got this first scene with her, and you're like, "Oh, am I gonna like warm up to, to this? Lily Tomlin?" Yeah. And then you know, they slowly peel peel back the layers on her character, which was a smart way to introduce mm-hmm. her. Well, and I thought a really good part was her crying in the shower after mm-hmm. that scene was like important. Yeah, um, yeah. putting up a facade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked her obsession with her teeth, Lily Tomlin's, because that's my obsession. So. 
What that is it? You take care of your teeth or you lose them or whatever. She says. <laughs> oh, I Someone like the smiles are looking at your skeleton. Was that Sam Elliott yeah, or something? Yeah, 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 that was and creepy. that was creepy and totally true. Like <laughs> that's like the only part of the inside that you see. It's like that's just my skeleton. Um, cool. Um, do you have any complaints or negatives about this movie? I have one. Yeah, I, what's, that, what's that? It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's I've. It's a short movie, and I actually I don't find myself saying this much, but I think it's because I liked all the characters so much. I could have used more. You could have done for more. Yeah, I I mean, because at some points I think the pacing is a little off, especially at the beginning. When we're going to see Liver and Cox at the tattoo parlor, and then we go to the the coffee shop, things yeah, seem no, to be happening. They seem to be, yes, really fast, and then it just stops. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I could have used more to just get a little bit deeper into these characters. Um. I mean, it's not a huge complaint because I still overall well, enjoyed. Well, my well experience. basically, what your complaint is, it was so good you wanted to see more of it. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I mean, I any time to see Lily Tomlin more. I mean, I'm gonna take yeah. it. Well, it's interesting because when you before you brought this up and we started talking about Judy Greer and um their relationship, I, my first thing was to be like, I wish I saw more of that. I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish she had a bigger role in the film, maybe, mm-hmm. or they delved into. I don't know, just more of their... I thought that was a, maybe the most interesting relationship in the movie was them two. Yeah. And I wanted to know more about it, I guess. What was it? you have any complaints, Mitch? Um, I didn't like the part where the little girl socked her in the face. Oh, that was part. funny. I just thought it was like, would a little girl really do that? If she's brought up with that much yeah. hate in her well, life, I think, that's yeah, true. Huh? I guess, yeah. I think that was the point, maybe, was to be like, what Lily Tomlin said to her was like, great, and you think that's going to brand an impression on this young child and it mm-hmm. doesn't because the, if you're brought up in a certain way and the, hate, when hate, almost, the, hate, the hate has more of a yeah, yeah. On you. I mean yeah. we just uh, you know we were just talking earlier in the show or down the block for me as a Planned Parenthood and there's people out there protesting right now um, pray for I, it to go yeah, away guys. I, I don't know I didn't see any children out there but uh, I don't know I, I thought that, that was a fun moment I mean it's a kind of a tense scene and they Mm-hmm. You know, kind of throw that in there because mm-hmm. it also it's true uh, that happens, and also because it's like Lily Tomlin is getting beat up a little bit, so that's <laughs> yeah. kind of fun. yeah. You get the whole gag with yeah. her black eye, right? Yeah. Um, my only not complaint. I don't know if I, and I think that this is just like you got to buy it to to enjoy the movie. The whole like she, I, I don't buy. I don't know if I buy that Lily Tomlin doesn't have that money somewhere, but whatever. I mean, you get you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, she said that she paid off all of her her debt. Yeah, I know. Like in the but, past month and cut up her cards. So. But she had a really nice house. Yeah, and even yeah. if she even, like even if she paid the L.A. Area. Yeah, even yeah. if she paid the house off, she didn't pay off the rest of her utility bills for the rest of her life. So yeah. she's got to have some money somewhere. But well, she was a famous poet. But, but that doesn't. But mean she had some money coming. <laughs> she had some money she coming in she in was, a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So you have to buy it, and I think that it's you know I think we can all get over that. Yeah, but that was my only maybe complaint. But I even though I'm complaining about that, I love like I said earlier, I love the setup of like. All right, here's the plot. We don't have money. We gotta get money. Here we go. Scavenger hunt. I like that. Yeah. So, I thought it was a great, it was a great movie. Um, I'm not just saying this. I just I I'm bringing it up because I think maybe we just almost should from now until uh, January or February. But anything that's campaigning for an Oscar needs to be you think? talked about. But do you think? I I I don't know how hard Lily Tomlin's gonna campaign for it how much press she will do for the movie i doubt she cares much yeah but i mean 
she has she's had such an amazing body of work and she I mean going back to the like she deserves one but like this is a right. case <laughs> this is a case where she is actually really good in this role and it might be a career highlight for her um I I hope she gets nominated uh it's a pretty tough tough year I think but um She'll definitely get a Golden Globe nomination for yeah. comedy. comedy yeah, I was going to say. She could even win that, and then that could carry her, too. There's sometimes the comedy stigma thing in act, you know, in the, in the Oscars. Which is stupid, because comedy really is stupid. so much harder <laughs> so to do. Yeah. I mean, how many actresses really could pull this role off that you, I mean, that you can think of right away? Yeah. I mean, not a lot, I don't yeah. think. And it's only, like, the great ones that yeah. we talk about. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Like, Oscar-winning actresses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know. Mitch, what do you think? I think that's probably the only one that it will be nominated for. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if it will yeah. win, but if it's nominated, it would be Best Actress. Yeah. And I think... Maybe I, Screenplay? I I'd like to. Maybe Screenplay. We'll see how the year goes. But um, no, I I would love for her. I think she deserves it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we don't know what's going to happen the rest. This is yeah. a long time from the Oscars. Now, she but. made me laugh, and that's really... Yeah. I, I Well, first of all, we always kind of like to take this temperature. Was your theaters full? At all? Not full, but I mean, there like, were a lot. Four people. Four. Me and my friend, two other people. Yeah. It was Cinema Detroit, so there were only like 60 seats, and there were maybe like 30 people in there. Well, that's, so. a, that's a lot. I mean, I, in all fairness, I went to a 9.50 at night show. And I went. <laughs> on a Tuesday night, <laughs> and its target audience is already in bed at this point. So. <laughs> I, went, I went at 3.30 uh, uh, on a Tuesday, and there was... One fifty-year-old, one seventy-year-old, and me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we were all laughing a lot, so it was pretty cool because yeah. sometimes when there's not a lot of, sometimes in comedies when there's not a, there's not a, a theater full of people when everyone's laughing, you have that contagious laugh going on. Mm-hmm. I think a really good way to a testament to comedy sometimes is like if it's just a couple people in a room, if everyone's laughing a lot, then that's a good sign. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I, we definitely were. Cool. You guys recommend it? Of course. I absolutely, I absolutely recommend yep. this Yeah, film. of course. Um, maybe one of my favorites in a while. Um, yeah, in the past few weeks, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see this before Black Mass. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Like, yes. I, if, if people asking me, people have been asking me about Black Mass. I mean, I tell them, like, wait eh, for it, Netflix, okay. I guess. It's but, not great. Um, yeah. But it's going to be like, as we, as we move into next week. It's going to start ramping up really quick here with a lot of good movies. So. Shit gets serious. Yeah. Cool. Well, that is Grandma from uh, the, the Detroit native Lily Tomlin. Um, we end every show every week with some Netflix or video on demand recommendations. Colin, would you like to go first? Yeah, I was going to recommend one movie, but kind of changed my opinion halfway through this, this podcast. This happens a lot, I think, with all of us. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I do this too, but what's... But mine has really nothing related to... But I realize that by the time that this gets posted online, it will probably be October. That's so true. for all of October, I want to recommend scary or supernatural thrillers or something. So my first one I'm going to recommend is Rosemary's Baby, which is on Netflix. Oh, is it? Okay, cool. And I didn't see this movie in probably until about two years ago. And older horror movies to me are like sometimes it's like not scary or it seems a little dated but not this one this one this movie looks great still the performances are great yeah and it's it's a trip it's a it's a really really well done movie um i've never seen it i'm a pussy when it comes to scary movies i didn't find it scary i found it more 
psychologically. Haunting. Yeah, it is. It is. It's not yeah. like, yeah. like you can play like, oh shit. That that was like my reaction okay. to some of those. Not like ah. Yeah, I think it's just jump scares. No, you should watch. Like you should being, watch it. You I don't like it. being like jolted and it's, being scared. It's I the seventies. Like there was no jump scare. Yeah. Wait, speaking jump of jump scares, I can't believe we didn't bring up the visit in comparison to grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Either way, it. I party with both of these grandmas. I, I yeah, I like to care. see. I like to see that crossover movie. Uh, Mitch, what are you? Uh, what are you um, recommending? Oh, I recommended. I think probably like the first week, but well, hockey season's getting ramped up to begin, and I was talking to my friend about because Slapshot was on after one of the preseason games, and I said. I still don't. I love that movie, but I don't think it's the best hockey movie. So I'm going to recommend Goon again because I think that's the best hockey movie ever made, and it's on Netflix. But I also noticed that one of my favorite epics is on Netflix, and that is Lawrence of Arabia, starring Ooh. Peter O'Toole and Omar Sharif. Great movie. Um, it's a shame, though. I mean, I, unless you have a big screen TV. I was going to say, how's that uh, work on Netflix? Yeah, unless you have a big screen TV. Uh, and <laughs> some time to kill. But it's great. I mean, when you consider when it was made and you consider the scope and just the way it's beautiful movie. Um, but yeah, I recommend that because it's one of my favorite classics. Great movie. Mm-hmm. You think Goon is the greatest hockey movie of all time? I think so. I haven't seen it. Have you? Mm-mm, no. Oh, Slapshot? Slapshot's very funny. I'm not saying that Slapshot isn't great. Mighty, Mighty think, Ducks? No, no. I'm not going to put what? Mighty Ducks in it. Mighty Ducks. Oh, I thought you were going to say the, MVP of Most Valuable Primate. primate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miracle? That's what got me playing hockey. I don't like Miracle. Miracle's a great movie, but I, I still like, would rather watch the footage. Yeah, yeah <laughs> true. The movie. I, I like Mystery Alaska. Yeah, that's Russell another Crow. Movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. That's good. Well, you guys that's watch, watch really good. I know. We got to watch more hockey movies. It's funny. It's violent and um it's i think it's a good hockey movie so it's like minor league canadian hockey it's not like big big league or you know yeah um i'm gonna recommend this is a kind of maybe a i don't know it's on amazon uh you might have to pay for it i don't know how it works you have a prime but i watched it last night um it's a movie i haven't seen since i was probably in high school um and it's uh, since we're a detroit podcast i thought i'd bring it up and that's eight mile (laughs) um I'm I'm actually just like emphatically uh, recommending this film. I don't. When was the last time you guys have seen it? It's been years, but um, it it is like a long time it's a ago. good movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. really well done. Eminem is great in it. Um, I kind of wish he would act more. Um, again, I don't know what what he's doing nowadays, but um, it's a very it's just an it's a fascinating movie about Detroit. You know, it's it was made in 2002, but it takes place in '95, so it paints a portrait of Detroit from 20 years ago. And it's just interesting to see, you know, in a lot of ways, kind of how far we've come and then in more than a lot of ways, how things are still sadly the same. Um, I don't know. It's a fascinating movie with really great performances. And it's really, if there is a movie about Detroit, it's it's 8 Mile. Um, So 
check it out. I'd like to hear what people think about it because, um, you know, that's a movie for us in our age group. We're like, oh, middle school, Eminem. We just liked it because we liked it, I think. Yeah, but, I think that was that's my problem. I haven't watched it since. But it is a really, really good movie. Kim um, Basinger. Kim Basinger. Right. Michael Shannon. I forgot Michael Shannon's in that movie. Anthony Mackie. I totally forgot is in that movie. Wow. Um, great. It's, not, it's a great cast. So. Yeah. That who is did, my recommendation. Eight Mile was directed by Curtis Hansen, who did, um, like, he did LA Confidential. Oh. Um, Explains The last movie he directed was Chasing Mavericks. That was the, the surf the movie. With Butler, yeah, with Gerard yeah. Butler and stuff. So. Based on the actual people. Yeah. So, I don't hmm. know. Maybe he would come back one day to make another movie in Detroit. That'd be cool. Lily Tomlin can be in it. Judy Greer can come back. <laughs> I'll take it. Come on. Can Lily Tomlin be a rapping grandma? Yes, absolutely. J.K. Simmons can be in it. <laughs> this, I mean, all Detroit movie is yeah, going to happen. It's a great cast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good cast. Oh, I, I wish. I wish. You guys write it. I'll, I'll make it happen. God, there's too That's much the stuff deal. to write. Don't we still have to write a Purple Gang movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. We have to do purple that. Purple Gang, Ghost Sister Act crossover. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe. Ghost Sister Act crossover. I could do that in an hour. <laughs> I, make I think that, that one should be at the top of the list. Because <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay, guys. Cool. So let's uh, let's wrap it up. Um, we will be back next week. Um, I think are we gonna try to do two movies next week? Yeah, we are. There's a lot opening, so there's a lot opening. I think so we, should. we might start stuffing two movies into it's, one podcast. And we're gonna try. It's a big Wait, opening. Is it? It's a it's a huge opening. Mm. We're gonna stuff two <laughs> into one. <laughs> two epics into it. <laughs> when does what number is this? Because I know 25 must 25 be is next week, but we'll... Uh, oh, jeez. Um, yeah, so our 25th episode is next week. So, I don't know. We, we've been going... We've been watching retro movies every five movie, every five episodes. But we'll see we'll see if we can fit it in next week. If not, we will uh, postpone yeah. Yeah, indefinitely. But um, for Colin and Mitch, I am Kale. Thank you very much for listening to the Woodwards Filmcast. Shoot us an email at woodwardsfilmcast.gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at woodwardsdt. Guys, see you next week. Bye. Ciao. Goes the guy in the pretty skirts, the golden smile that made you feel new. This has been a WoodwardsDetroit.com production. Your Detroit Pretty Avenue to alternative pop culture talk. You know when other years come too soon. So you took her hand, she gave a look. That's